spread a console, the golden disc. Maximals came after them, and they crashed both their ships. Landed on the earth with two moons. They fought in the beast wars. I mean, what else were they gonna do? War and beast. War and beast. We talk about. Welcome to the War and Beast podcast, the podcast that when there's a fly, then there's a frog, then there's a snake, and then there's a bird. And <laughs> I don't know why they swallowed the fly. Anyway, I'm Greg. <laughs> I, I'm Emily. And I'm Jeff. I mean, Jordan. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm Kendall. And this week we are reviewing episode 23, Law of the Jungle. And yes, Jordan, I, yeah. <laughs> I never noticed that when I read it. I, I, just, oh. I just translated it to Jordan in my head. I never noticed. Was it really Jeff for a while on the website? Yeah. Yeah. What? It, wow. Is that because there was somebody who was going to be on the podcast named Jeff? That probably yeah. is it, I think. Is that the name of there, the guy yes. that was yeah, in the discussion at first? There yeah. is a fifth Beatle in our group, but like, <laughs> he just... I don't know. It just didn't work out, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Couldn't get died the time. It was, a, yeah. it was a scheduling thing. Yeah. He refused to comb his hair forward, and uh, and that was <laughs> didn't want to get the didn't want to get the bowl cut. Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah. that's anyway. actually that's actually one of the reasons Pete Best got kicked out of the Beatles. Just just for the record, just for for because I think that's funny because he wouldn't get his hair cut. It's like it's one. I think there were other reasons, but yes, that is that is a that is that. one of the reasons. At least you can say the man had principles. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't they were have okay money, with, but he has principles. They were okay with. Uh, <laughs> Well, I don't know. I I would. I am curious how because I mean Pete Best did like do stuff after the fact. Like I'm sure that in the well, '60s he was destitute, but like or not destitute, <laughs> but like you know he wasn't. But I I mean wasn't he's rich. put out he's put out albums since then and yeah. like been on. I think he was on The Simpsons or something. Yeah, I think so. Like I suspect that I suspect Who hasn't been on The Simpsons though. I haven't. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say neither of us. I mean, that's, I mean, that's say, give it another you know, few seasons. I mean, because like be at very least, spot. if he if he was like really in rough shape, at very least he could do like the con circuit. Yeah, the conventions. Like I guess there's music conventions. I yes. I know there's a Beatle festival. I never thought about that. I thought it was just a nerd thing, but I guess it is. Well, yeah, but I mean, he could. I'm sure that Wizard World would take would let him at their stuff because it doesn't have to be comic books. Is Wizard World still going? Because I seem to recall the CEO was like charged with fraud. Um, I mean, it's still going. Uh, apparently, they are no longer taking credit cards. Um, but so, which is like a bad sign or something. But I don't know. Yeah. I just all I know is that when they took over the Mid Ohio Con, they changed it to Ohio Comic Con and made it more expensive so that they could have celebrities cancel at the last minute. Um, Wonderful. Yeah, just, I used to read Wizard magazine, and then they canceled it. I. <laughs> 
is Wizard World connected to Wizard Magazine? Oh yeah, that like Wizard okay. World spun out of Wizard Magazine. Like the when same guy who started Apparently because printed magazines were going no, out of style. When, and, when did they do that? Because I remember like oh, I gosh. bought I bought a wizard comic that had Scott Pilgrim on the cover of it when the movie so, Yeah. Um I wanna say it was like five years ago. So I remember that the I had the Barack Obama Wizard World magazine. I still have it somewhere, but uh, so so it was after yeah it was after two thousand eight. I, I think it was yeah yeah somewhere like in the two thousand ten ish. That sounds about right. Yeah, it, I think so. Yeah, probably. Wizard, Wizard was with Twisted Mago Theater, right? Yep. Yeah. But that's but that's interesting if they are connected because the Wizard World con scene kind of like went crazy at, like right around the time the magazine stopped being printed. Yes. Yeah, they they realized that they were starting to lose money because um, the magazine, like print magazines, obviously at that point were going out of style. Um, so they shifted their focus over to the cons because they were actually turning a profit with them. So, and then they at first thought that they were going to have Wizard as a online only magazine, and then people weren't really that into it, so they just decided to scrap the whole thing. Now it's just the con. And hmm. the people who used to do Twisted Mega Theater went on to do Robot Chicken. Yep. Yeah. I, I like well, your History Magazine when I read it, but I didn't read it often, so that's probably why it didn't exist. I read I well, I remember back when I was in high school, I had I would buy Wizards every month because it was cheaper to buy Wizard to keep up with all the storylines of comics rather yeah. than buying all the comics yeah i'm so. sure you were not the only one that did that i've heard uh the guy on geek history <laughs> lesson did that in the 90s um yeah. i like like i think i think the thing and this is what i found a few years ago i tr- i decided i'm a star wars fan i don't and i have money sometimes i'm gonna start reading star wars insider and uh and so i ordered star wars insider for a few for like a year or something and uh and like it was and it was fine except for that like the internet tells you all the news. So mm-hmm. like it was I was literally just reading Star Wars Insider for the three pages of original fiction and then two months in a row they just printed excerpts from books and I was like, I'm done. So Ew. so you know, with, so I feel like that's like kind of the problem with magazines is that yeah. you can read random poorly written articles about newsish things on the internet. Yeah, pretty much. I, I read Wizards for a bit when I was in um I wanna say junior high. And mm-hmm. I think that was like the first time I ever saw anything related to Mega Tokyo. It's kind of funny that I saw like a webcomic ad in like Wizards magazine before I oh, even well, knew yeah, the comics right. were. They did advertise that. In the... Yeah, I, th- I think it was like on a list actually of like comics that were like good or something like that. And I was like, huh, okay. And funny enough, I don't have no idea what that is. Because so many webcomics back then. <laughs> Wizard had um, sort of like the dream casting section. So like. Oh, if we're going to make the Superman movie, we're going to have this guy play Superman. I remember that, yeah. And they literally called Patrick Stewart for Professor X. <laughs> I remember reading an article about um, a Daredevil movie in a Wizard magazine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about how, like, how, and I remember thinking, like, this is going to be so cool. Daredevil's cool. <laughs> that movie, I think, is very unfairly maligned. I think that, I mean, I haven't watched it in a while, in a little while, but... Uh, I mean, I think it was. I think it was pretty good. The director's cut was a bit better. Yeah, like they they came out with the director's cut, and it it was a it was a bit better. I still wasn't overly taken with Jennifer Garner's electric performance, but 
So yeah. so yeah. here's the thing though. I don't like Electra. So when if somebody uh, if somebody comes on a show playing a character that I don't like and I don't like them, then I can't really judge that. Like just like anybody that's ever played Catwoman, I can't you know because I don't like Catwoman ever. Mm-hmm. So I've got the uh, the Daredevil issue with her first appearance. With Catwoman's first appearance, that's crazy <laughs> that she appeared in Daredevil first. That's a that was an that was an edgy move by DC. <laughs> to have her to have her appear in a character's uh, comic book that, was, that came out like twenty years after she was created. Uh, I mean, anyway, <laughs> I guess oh, wait, Electra is kind of the Catwoman. Yeah, of let's, let's get to the episode here. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we've already done the intro, and we're way off topic. So. <laughs> yeah, that is that is. That is was, that was off topic. To we weren't even. There was not even tangentially related to anything. Yeah. Wow, I think that was totally like, reprise levels. That was like, that was oh, is that was that all spun off of the Pete Best comment because Pretty Jordan mi- didn't introduce himself correctly? <laughs> okay, so uh, um, in Japan, this episode was called "Oh Man, I Don't Speak Japanese." Sarah Badegozara Gozaru Sarah Badegozaru Tigatron or Fare Thee Well. Tigertron. Yeah. Sara, like the A's, like the thing I about link, Japanese. I, 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 I feel like I can speak Romanized Japanese decently, but hold on. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, if you just want to type in imdb.com <laughs> and then search that for is, Beast that Wars. Is, that is the word. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, I'm, I can't link it because I mean, I'm on another That is pretty computer. tough looking, but I'll try a. Yeah, that sounds, that sounds about, right. about right. Yep. Uh, the episode so. bears parallels to The Lion King, 1994, another animal-based feature. Uh, the loss of someone close sends Tigatron into exile, just like Simba. Tigatron is derided by Dinobot for abandoning his duties, just as Nala chides Simba. And a fire <laughs> starts around the feature's climax and is put out by its end. Hmm. That's that's really this the the moment that I remember that I think defines the Lion King that there's a fire in it. <laughs> I can't think of any other movies that have fires in them. So I think that, <laughs> that is draft. that is very that is very uh You think this person was just trying to like rule of 3 like make it sound interesting? Cuz like the first two points are actually like relevant and then the third one is there was a fire at the end. <laughs> It's like, quick, I need a third. I need a third. Oh, fire, fire. Yeah, fire. Yeah, I, I think people just like to make connections to things, even if they weren't intentional. It might have been, but I, I doubt it. Yeah. This, this seems very much like a, it's a war story, I feel like, yeah. more than anything. So I don't know if like if Lion King was a direct uh, influence or not, but yeah. we'll get into that. I mean, those first two points are very strong points. It's like if there was another, if there was a third thing that was that was relevant, I feel like it would work. But I feel like you could you could apply the first two points to lots of different. Right, right. Yeah. Well, yeah, and that's that's why they need a third thing because those well, first two points the fact are a thing. The, what about the fact that the three villains in this episode all have distinct sort of almost similar personalities? Like you've got Wasp Mayor oh, and Pterosaur oh, okay. who sort of go back and forth with one another, and then Inferno is like the crazy hyena that. Yeah, you know. yeah. So, so they are. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they are kind of reminiscent of of uh, of the hyenas. Um, 
I mean the the uh, the beginning where the, the the thing eats the the frog eats a fly fly the snake eats the frog and the and Ares gets that yeah I mean that's very that's very Circle of Life esque. Both of those examples would have been better to include in this IMDb in- entry in order to make me fall uh, fall for this guy's uh, thought. Um, I love how you just powered through that candle. You're like, yeah, I'm just gonna keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, no, no. I, people, people got got that you said the th- circle of life. Yeah. Um, um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah. I I don't know. It's interesting. It's interesting thought. Maybe maybe other things when we're breaking down the episode will uh, will come up. But uh, generally, I want to say that I really liked this episode. Yes. Um, um, yeah. So yeah, I mean, yeah, I think it's my favorite. Okay. Okay. So I do have a mainstream opinion then. Okay. I was afraid. Because Greg said that this was the worst episode he'd ever seen before we started recording. I didn't say recording. it was the worst. I just I said like it wasn't Greg? really. Well, I know. I, a little bit like of this, a downer. The story, but... the story was was good. It was a bit of a downer. I just found that the graphics in this seemed to take to have taken a step back. Here, let me play back the recording. Um, I believe it was. Uh, <laughs> this is the worst episode of Beast Wars. Um, I think we should actually just skip to Beast Machines at this point. Clearly, oh. there's no point in watching the rest of this show. I think that's what you said. Kendall, are yeah, you going to sure. be like doing some like funky stuff on your end before you send me the recording? <laughs> Please cut off Greg at the same time. I Greg, say the word beast machine. No, I'm not saying that. I'm not even gonna say it right now. I'm not falling for that. Oh, that's good. I could just I could just do a Greg voice. I don't know if you could. I mean I'd be really impressed if you could. Washroom. <laughs> Admittedly that was a pretty good me. Well, I, I, I did okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah. So start the episode. Uh, oh wait, oh wait, Jordan, do you have trivia? I'm yeah. sorry. Um, there are actually only a few too. So uh, hold on. Um, they mentioned some continuity here. Apparently, like how you know Cheetah and Dinobot are talking about the alien sites, which I'm sure we'll get into. Um, I think they they made mention that this is like one of the first times that they're clearly switching over to the pit. As you yeah. know, the equivalent of yeah. uh, a Cybertronian hell or such, uh, which makes sense since that the first time they mentioned it is right <laughs> into Inferno's face, so yeah. it would not make sense to use the Inferno again. Uh, they also mentioned that uh, Inferno uh, seemed to have a gripe against Tigertron for destroyer of the colony. Yes, I it's, like that. Yeah, since he was blamed for it in the his introductionary episode and has yet to call the product to consider the Predacon base as as his new colony. Mm-hmm. Um oh, and I mean was, even if he did consider his new colony, it's like you killed my ex-wife, but now I have a new wife, so I'm not going to get mad about it anymore. I mean, that's not how it works, right? <laughs> yeah. And um there was a mentioned error continuity worse. Dinobot says the Great War began three centuries ago, and he meant to say it ended three centuries ago, which mm. I think, again, in an earlier episode, uh, Black Arachnia did say it ended three centuries ago. Yeah. So it was probably just like a miss, miss said. Well, how uh, long was... Do, do we establish how long the Great War was? Well, at the point when... Like, I think it was when uh, the Possession episode, when she mentions that the war ended three centuries ago. Right. But like, so, well, but like if I if I said if I said uh, this thing hasn't happened since the Vietnam War ended fifty years ago, or 
you know, this thing hasn't, or, you know, don't you remember the Vietnam, when the Vietnam war happened 50 years ago? Like, I don't, you know, if the war was not that long, you well, could, you could round, but if the war, I don't know how long the, if the great war was supposed to be for decades or centuries well, or it was a very millennia. long time. I think, I, I think at the, at the, in the first episode of Transformers, I think it's been going on for a long time. Like when it started was when Optimus was a Ryan Pax. Mm-hmm. So I don't know yeah. when that was in timeline exactly. And I'm sure then I they find crashed out. to Earth, and that was like a couple hundred million years, and it was still going on, even though they yeah they had their own yeah. thing going on on Earth. So okay, so so you're you're talking about hundreds of millions of years. It's not like yeah okay okay that was that was the that was the question yeah. I was asking. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it went on for quite a long time. Um, and there is one little bit of tri- trivia about uh, from the creators, where according to a 1997 interview uh, with Bob Ford, though credited to Mark Lear and Young, this episode was almost completely re- rewritten by Larry Dottilio. Oh. Yeah. Hmm. And that's really all there is. So not a whole lot of trivia for the episode. Mm-mm. Well, it's a good thing we had a lot of filler at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's why I kind of actually looked up... Um, some information about Snowstalker. Oh, because yeah, she got a name. I didn't know she had a name. Yeah, so because the she... tiger has a name. It had a name. <laughs> oh. oh. Um. But apparently, <laughs> Snowstalker has a Transformer Wiki article. Huh. Yeah, that makes sense. Does it have more than just this was the lady that yeah. Tigertron liked? Um, it does mention that in the Japanese dub, they changed the relationship between Tigertron and Snowstalker. And Snowstalker was just identified as chi- Tiger Child and given no gender. And instead of being an equal, it was kind of like a youth whom Tigertron protected. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, it also mentions in the notes that white tigers are an extremely rare product of recessive genes. And the very few individuals encountered in the wild have all inhabited humid tropical environments. Snowstalker, and thus Tigertron, may not represent a proper tiger as modern humans would envision, but rather another tiger-like big cat that the subsequent four million years has gone extinct on so, the Earth of humans. <laughs> what you're saying is that they aren't Arctic animals. <laughs> Normally white tigers are not, so unless it's another species that has yet to be found in the fossil record. So what did Siberian tigers look like? Are they orange? Uh, yeah, I think so. Okay. Because, like, Siberian, in I assume that Siberian tigers are in Siberia, and Siberia is cold. Yeah, but Siberia is also rather large, and I think there's... Uh, yeah, they're, they're orange. I just looked up Siberian okay. tiger on a... I think I, mean, I some, actually it, Google image searched this earlier. Too, but, um, yeah. I, sure I th- like- yeah, I think I Google image searched that on an earlier episode to answer that question, but yeah. <laughs> Because I was trying to gotcha Emily, but it, it didn't. It didn't work like it usually doesn't. I mean, when I looked up Siberian tigers, it did show up white tigers too. So maybe there's white Siberian tigers. This is a really. But the TF Wiki says there's not. So, <laughs> oh, I mean, that's the TF Wiki is is definitely the source for zoological information. <laughs> it's true. Did you, have you ever seen oh. the picture of Siberian tigers playing with sn- giant snowballs? Yes. <laughs> Of tigers, so cool. The kitties. The other, I mean, the other thing, the other thing that you could say, I mean, that you could argue is all all species of creatures are um, like have albino, like is a thing. So Mm -hmm. maybe Snowstalker is a regular Siberian tiger who happens to be albino, so is white, and then Tigatron scanned her to be um you know to be a tiger 
to become a tiger. And uh, and then, well, it would make it would make sense that Tigertron would have scanned the genetic coding and wound up becoming an albino tiger as well. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what I was. Oh. Yeah, that's what I was sort of getting at. Because when they see a tiger in this episode, it's orange. When it's not yes. one of those two, the and he actually when, did mention that the coloring of it is actually a little weird because it doesn't have the white underbelly that most tigers have. Yeah, you saw a tiger in this episode. That's yes, them? I yep. didn't notice. <laughs> yeah, when when Dinobot is trying to explain that tigers are carnivorous and therefore, okay, I didn't I didn't notice that was supposed to be a tiger. I guess. And yeah. therefore, and therefore, <laughs> since tigers are carnivorous. Um, Tigatron should murder everybody. I think that's what yeah. Dinobot's point <laughs> <Yeah>. was. <laughs> He's just trying to convince him to murder everybody so he can finally get his funeral. <laughs> he got hit, though, this episode. Oh, he totally did! Yeah, But he didn't say anything. <laughs> no, because it wasn't, it wasn't him to say... It wasn't, him for, it wasn't for him to say. Yeah. So also, he got it, close, but he still hasn't lived a dream. Yeah. Also, he probably is like, it's not not a robot yeah. animals. he was probably like this was not even a sentient being i don't i really understand why tigatron <laughs> is so upset about it it's probably is honestly how he feels yeah anyway yes so we've got an episode to review so so air razor eats a snake at the beginning <laughs> maybe it might have been we actually do wondering. not see her in this episode um this is another one of those well no because inferno's in it so it couldn't have been out of order i guess yeah, she just wasn't in the episode. Yeah, I mean, yeah. lots like Rat Trap wasn't in the episode either, or Rhinox. Not that big. Of yeah, a that's true. And yeah. they did mention Rhinox, so I mean, it's not yeah. like it is. It is interesting though that in a Tigatron centric episode, Airazor wouldn't be in it. The only thing mm-hmm. I can think is that you know maybe uh, since uh, since his since his wife just died, they shouldn't uh, they shouldn't really bring up his side chick. I was gonna say if you kind of weird, Ares is like, wait, who's Snowstalker? <laughs> oh. <laughs> But you didn't tell me. <laughs> but yes, so we we open the episode. Uh, we've got a uh, a dragonfly that's buzzing around, and it is then immediately chomped on, or rather caught by a frog who starts to eat it, and then the frog starts moving along a log. I'm trying not to rhyme here. I'm really not. <laughs> it, it starts moving along a log. It goes to jump off the log, and a snake catches it in midair and starts to try and eat it. And then the snake is caught by what I believe is an eagle, and the eagle literally carries it off past a mountain. Yeah. So, yeah, law of the jungle. Yep. <laughs> so as as we get the, the eagle flying off into the distance, we then sort of pan from the eagle down to this path on a mountain. And we see Cheetor and Dinobot. It's kind of an unlikely duo that you would expect to see. See, here's the thing. is I I, I was wrong, but my assumption for the episode upon the title and that intro was that the episode was going to be another one of them, like, we're going to fuck with the Maximals by doing something to some of them and having <laughs> the, pred- the Predator Maximals, like, regress to being full Predators and then hunt, like, the maximals because like all the maximals in this episode are like arguably predators like the like optimus like gorillas aren't really i guess but like they can be you know but that's not what happens a much more interesting thing happens (laughs) okay so just just real fast because i was going to bring this up in uh the trivia but i forgot to look it up before um the law of the jungle according to uh this thing according to the google search 
is the principle mm-hmm. that those who are strong and apply ruthless self-interest will be most successful. Um, you know, and it's oh, so sort of like survival of the fittest. Yeah, it's survival of the fittest, kill or be killed. Uh, yeah, I, I just, I just uh, wanted to, I wanted to sort of bring that up because it does show up a lot in, um, in pop culture, um, and uh, yeah, it, there's no. This is just the Google thing. It just it answers it, and it says the the. Um, I wish it would have cited its source, but yeah, uh, yeah. There you go. <laughs> so we get um, Dinobot and Cheetor are are walking along beside this mountain, and they're discussing about how Rhinox uh, thinks that the the alien sites are dangerous, and how Optimus has sent them out there to find some more. And Dinobot is sort of complaining about how he finds that this is an insane waste of his talents on a futile hunt. Okay. So that, so that definition was, um, was paraphrased from the Oxford English dictionary. So, so it's got some stuff to it. And it also says, uh, every man for himself, anything goes survival, the strongest survival, the fittest killer, be killed, dog, eat dog, or eat or be eaten are, uh, the things. And it's in the jungle book too. So, yeah. And it's an actual set of legal codes used by wolves and other animals in the jungles of India. Very, um, very Disney esque episode we got going here. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> but yes, so as they are talking, uh, we get we get Inferno who sort of floats up behind them and immediately just announces himself, and he, it almost looks like he's holding an atomic bomb. Yeah, it's. Kind of a really big overdone weapon. Yeah, that looks like a looks like a a bomb. Yeah, it it looks like a bomb or like a really fat missile. So when I saw <laughs> that, I had two thoughts go through my head. I one, I thought, did he pull his tail off? And <laughs> and then two, I his thought, abdomen. two his abdomen. Yeah, and then two, I thought, who does this guy think he is, Scorpionok? <laughs> so okay. You can yeah, I'm making a little bit. He was a fifteen dollar toy. Yeah. Well, but also he kind of like he 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 becomes yeah, yeah. as just as a uh, uh, unwaveringly loyal to Megatron yeah. as uh, Scorpion Arc does. Yeah, he, yeah, there are definitely parallels between the characters. Yeah. So he um, this bomb is almost like a. Uh, I'm trying to describe it. It's almost like the Jericho missile from the Iron Man from the first Iron Man movie. <laughs> Although it's not missiles, it, it's like little mini bombs that come out of it because he holds it up over his head and it opens. So you almost think that it is his butt. Yeah. And it fires off all these little bombs and they start going off all around Cheetor and Dinobot and eventually it shoots them off the side of the mountain. Uh, Cheetor, of course, because he's a cat, winds up landing on his feet and Dinobot lands on like his neck. <laughs> so he should be like paralyzed, but you know, because he's a giant dinosaur robot he is not also because he's a cartoon character he's got all those things going for him yes that is true too so they both transform and they start attacking inferno and did you notice the gun that cheetor was using he's not using his his black hole gun no nope. he's using he's a using... tail gun yep. yeah which is oddly what he uses when uh when tigertron appears in the same episode for some yeah. reason <laughs> Like a lot of a lot of times, like sometimes they do both use the gut gun, but a lot of times, like Tigatron only uses the gut gun, and then when he does, for some reason, Cheetor uses yeah. the other gun. Yeah. Notably, in the first episode, a Tigatron shows up in. I mean, oh, it's the first yeah, time we see the tail gun, I believe. Hmm. Uh, I want to say it might be, yeah. 
but yeah, so so Cheetor and Dinobot immediately start attacking Inferno, who is just sort of like floating in midair and shooting back at them. <laughs> and he says how the the Maximals are going to be food for the colony. <laughs> <laughs> and we then cut to to Terrorsaur and Waspinator, who are just sort of like off to the side, just watching. I love <laughs> Wasp- this part. Waspinator's like, Inferno, not wait for your signal. And Terrorsaur is like, so much for the surprise. So he orders Waspinator to go after Cheetor. <laughs> he says that he'll support Inferno. And then Waspinator says, Waspinator, wait for signal. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly hey. think this is just because the last time he he did anything by himself, he got thrown under the bus every single time. That's true. Oh, that makes so much sense. Because I, I did not... I watched like, the episode twice. Knock, but I could not. I could not understand why, like, he was being so obnoxious about the signal thing. Like, I was like, "Is Waspinator like having a malfunction this episode? <laughs> Did he He's have too much this time? Too much uh, <laughs> uh, electroshock therapy or something? Like, like he just seemed very <laughs> more like usually Waspinator is like goofy, but with like an under. There's like an undertone of sort of dark and he thinks he's smart kind of stuff. This episode he just came across as goofy and dumb. Well, maybe those hair those headshots are finally starting to get to him. Yeah, may- I, I kind of felt like he was just more being like an, an asshole to terrorists. Or he yeah. was yeah, I mean like <laughs> I, the uh, yeah, it's just sort of I think if if there had been like a real quick scene earlier where he jumped to the gun a little bit and then Terrasaur got on his case about it, like in this episode, like apparently. Well, like, no, okay, like, but uh, okay. So the order of events is that is that Inferno attacks the Maximals. Terrasaur goes. He didn't even wait for the signal, and then like, so he criticized Inferno oh, for okay. not waiting for a signal, and yeah. then that's why Waspinator's like, oh, I was waiting for the signal because mm. you got mad at like, you know, yeah, you know what happened? You know what happened? I actually was not paying attention either of the time I was that I watched the show or the time that Greg just explained the scene. So that's, that's <laughs> probably why I was confused. And I do apologize for that. That's okay. Uh, no worries. Maybe, also, maybe Waspinator is just like really fucked up after being possessed by a uh, star scrape. <laughs> yeah, that's true. This is the first time we've seen him since uh, since then. Well, with... um, you could argue last episode wasn't really seeing him. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. Last episode wasn't canon. Just yeah, just much. so you guys are aware, it's it it didn't really happen. I'm okay with that. <laughs> but yeah, so we we wind up getting a uh, bit of an extended fight scene between the two groups. Uh, <laughs> Terrorsaur grabs another one of the bombs that Inferno had. And he's having difficulty lifting it at first because apparently with his chicken like legs in his, you know, animal, animal form, he cannot lift it. So he manages to finally lift it up. Uh, both Cheetor and or Waspinator does something. I think he just sort of he continues to just stay there in the air watching everything. Yeah. And yeah. And Dinobot and Cheetor are fighting with Inferno. And Inferno, God, it's like nobody can hit anybody unless it's like the big bombs. But if, oh wait, well, no, that's because the bombs hit everything. Yeah, <laughs> it, like Inferno doesn't directly hit Cheetor, but he he causes an explosion behind Cheetor, which sends him flying a bit. And then we see Cheetor, Cheetor sort of gets injured, and he's not having to go back into robot mode 
but he's got like sort of energon surges in his shoulder. Yeah, like, like sort he, of an, like he really cracked it. Yeah. So he he's sort of down and out for a moment, and Inferno turns his attention to Dinobot, who's behind a rock, and he grabs his little roto blades. And I like for, this part. Yeah, he's 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 actually doing a good job of uh, deflecting the blasts from Inferno's gun, and just as he gets close, the bo- the the big bomb that Pterosaur has sort of blooms, and we get more of those mini bombs, and it sh- it manages to hit both. T- Inferno and Dinobot and sends them flying. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I'd like to point out that Pterosaur says, oops. And yeah. <laughs> and I'll be honest, he sounded actually uh, sincere when he said that. Yeah. <laughs> which I guess is, which I did not expect. Like, yeah. I, I thought he was going to be like, like laughing to himself and saying, oops, like he didn't care. Yeah. But apparently he didn't really mean to hit the boat. Mm-hmm. And I kind of like see what you say with the animation thing here, like when those mini bombs go off and they send the two flying. It does look a little janky. Yeah, just a little. But bit. The, the scene where he's like approaching with the rotor looked really cool. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It's a little bit hit and miss. Mm-hmm. But we we then cut to Cheetor, who apparently is still in the fight, and he manages to hit Pterosaur with a few shots from his gun, and the resulting explosion sends Pterosaur into the side of a of a cliff. And he sort of goes splat. Yeah, he puts an indent in the cliff. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he, he, like, like, like it was metal. Like stone doesn't work like that. Yeah. <laughs> and we get Waspinator who comes into the picture. He's sort of buzzing around. And Pterosaur's like, do something. And he's like, Pterosaur has not given signal. He's like, attack you imbecile. <laughs> <laughs> and then we get... Waspinator turns to the camera and says, Waspinator will engage enemy. <laughs> and he I, flies I like, off. Oops, I like sorry, go think, ahead. I, I was going to say, I like to think that attack you imbecile was actually the signal. Like, that is it, <laughs> word for word. That would have been great. See that. But and we I bet you Megatron gave it to them. Probably. He's like, so what's what's... And he's like, okay, now remember, don't attack them until I get until Pterosaur gives you the signal. And then, and they're like asking Megatron, well, what's the signal? He's like, attack you imbeciles! Like he was just <laughs> just yelling at them, like, okay, it's a good one. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, but uh, we Pterosaur uh, sort of peels off the mountain and falls out of the picture. We then cut back to Dechidor, who is trying to fend off Inferno. Uh, while he's maintaining cover behind a rock and we're still seeing his shoulder sort of glitching out a bit and he starts calling for backup we get the uh the return of the the satellite dish workstation that fell on tigatron uh a few episodes ago only it's in a rocky area instead of in the snowy area they probably have multiple of them yeah but optimus is manning this one and he manages to get cheetor's signal and tells him that, oh, help's on the way. And so Optimus transforms, and he immediately flies off to try and help out. Yeah, and I guess he's very, very far away, because it takes him a very long time to get there. Yeah. But uh, we, we cut back to, to, to Waspinator now, who he, he sees Cheetor behind the rock fighting Inferno. He's like, oh, there's a good target. <laughs> he tries picking up one of the bombs, he he can barely even lift it, and it, he manages to get it off the ground, and then immediately falls. He, he's sort of plummeting, and he manages to catch himself about halfway down the cliff. 
And when he stops, he sees uh, one tiger who he mistakes for Tigatron. Immediately Spoilers. looks. Like, yeah. <laughs> yes, there's two white tigers, but uh, but he he immediately looks up and there and Tigatron is above that tiger. Well, first the other tiger tries to bat at Waspinator a bit. Yes, kind of funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when you don't know it's not Tigertron, you're like, "What are you doing?" Yeah, <laughs> like I I actually kind of forgot for a second, and I was like, "What? Why don't you transform?" I'm like, "Oh, oh." <laughs> <laughs> but yes, Waspinator's like Tigerbot, and Tigertron's like, "You're half right, Predacon," and that's how he gets his attention. And he immediately jumps on top of Waspinator. <laughs> somehow his paws are able to hold on to Waspinator's antenna. <laughs> and yeah, Waspinator starts <laughs> Yeah. It, it Waspinator starts freaking out, buzzing all over the place. <laughs> and he crashes, he drops the bomb and immediately crashes into the ground. <laughs> and Tigertron sort of does a little little hop to to make sure he doesn't hurt himself. And then he starts running because the little mini bombs um, have come out of the big bomb and start blowing up Waspinator. And, of course, Waspinator's like, ow, ow, ow. So, Tigertron then uh, is beside Cheetor, who has to transform back into his beast mode because of the... Um, he's finally starting to get an Energon surge through his whole body. So, he transforms. Uh, Tigertron then transforms into his robot mode, and we've got Inferno, who's still going nuts trying to hit them. Is this the first time we of, see his flamethrower, or is it like, did we see it last time? I don't think we did. Um, I think I, he's he's used it previously. I don't know if he used because he was in the uh, the the hunting episode. Oh they yeah, there, that's right. But I don't think he used it in that episode. Mm-hmm. I don't think he has used it at all. But maybe I'm wrong. I could have sworn he used it when he for uh, his intro episode. Yeah, like he switched he switched back and forth like he at one point. Okay, I don't remember that. I I, I, this, I felt like this is the first time we saw it, but maybe I'm wrong. I have to go back and watch it. So I'm not going to do that. So <laughs> so we we get this little exchange between Tigertron and Inferno, and Tigertron manages to get him in his sights and then uh, lets off a few shots. He also says, uh, give my regards to the pit. Yes. Yep. And along those lines. First yep. mention of the pit. And this is also the part where Inferno makes mention that the royalty commands his wreckage, referring to Tigertron, and then says, destroyer of my colony. <laughs> Which, so, I do think this is the first time he refers to Megatron as the royalty, though. Yes. Yeah, I think so. I'm sorry, Kendall, what were you going to say? The the pit doesn't have the same yeah. like, resonance. It yeah. doesn't. No. Like, why didn't they just call Inferno something else? Or just have two things called Inferno. Or, yeah, or called... I mean, yeah, I, I just call... You, they should have just called um, Inferno Hell. And then <laughs> and then called and then kept calling the other thing in, the Inferno. I mean, it would be... They, they could have called Inferno Pit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if it works for the Kid Icarus for, uh, yeah, games. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. He, well, or they could have called the, the Inferno the Abyss or something like that. Yeah. 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 That, that might be better. There's. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I. I. Yeah. I doubt D and D has that like copyright or anything. So they could do that. Yeah. Or they could have called it the Underworld or Hades or any other words for hell that are cool. I think the Abyss is the coolest. Like. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just 
I'm just saying that they had options. Yeah, it, it sounds oh, yeah. like the one in D and D, the arcade game, when the fighter goes by the abyss. <laughs> yeah, especially actually, especially if it actually is like people reference it, you know, or you could call it like a blip, or there's probably some sort of like robot sounding hell, like to the. I mean, uh, I guess maybe not. Scrap heap wouldn't sound that good. I'll send you back to the DOS prompt. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, okay. Here's what they should have kept calling it: Inferno, but called the character the in, called the character Incinerator. Yeah, that yeah, could work. Yes, or or call him. I mean, it was, Fire it wasn't really up, Like it was. It wasn't really up to <laughs> them, I guess, though, because like the toy manufacturers named the toy. Yeah, but if they could change the gender of Air Razor, they should be able to change the name of Inferno. I guess. Well, the I guess they didn't think it was important enough, but. Well, the thing is, too, they might have been trying to do it as a bit of a callback to G1 because there was an an Inferno character in G1. And funnily enough, he was a fire truck. Yes, I think we've mentioned this. Yeah. So they might have been like trying to do like a very offhanded G1 reference with him. So, yeah, I agree that they could have there could have been a whole other bunch of naming conventions that they could have done with that. I agree that the Inferno sounds cooler than the pit. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Sounded so much more menacing. Yeah. Yeah. But Psychotron manages to, to let off a few shots. Uh, you start, and they connect with Inferno. Uh, the only problem is, is they connect almost too well because he starts dipping around almost like Waspinator on sugar, and Tigertron's last shot misses. Goes sailing <laughs> off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And it goes sailing off towards the mountain in the distance, uh, straight into the little ammunition dump of bombs and missiles that the Predacons had there. And immediately causes the, the mountain to explode and an avalanche to start. The same mountain that Tigatron's friend Snowstalker is at. Mm-hmm. So we we get the mountain shaking. There, there's explosions and rocks flying. And then we get a little avalanche and... One of the saddest parts of this episode, probably one of the saddest parts in an episode that we've seen up to this point, uh, we get Snowstalker literally looking in the direction of Tigatron, then back up the mountain as a bunch of boulders come and completely bury Snowstalker. And of course, Tigatron sees that and immediately starts running towards the mountain. And we actually get a little scene where he looks at his gun as he's running and tosses it aside uh, and then manages to leap up onto some of the boulders and immediately starts trying to, to move them away. Uh, sort of desperately trying to dig his friend out and we never really see Snowstalker again. So I, I don't, I think he sort of resigns himself that Snowstalker has gone and then he can't rescue his friend and sort of does like a little arm cross over his chest and lets out a bit of a roar. And we get Cheetor and Dinobot who are both in their beast modes and they sort of look on a bit and we get this, you know, sad music and it sort of cuts away. So bit of a sad scene. Yeah. Yeah. Poor Snowstalker. And then, and then Kendall goes to his sheet and writes down Snowstalker one death. Oh. <laughs> Yes, yes, I totally <laughs> forgot about that. Yes, I was, I was, I was really hoping you were going to say it, but I'm like that. That joke needs to happen. Also, <laughs> also, it is very sad though. But yes, we are. Also, I will podcast. say I did, I did count that. I did count that as the death for Inferno. Okay, oh, okay. 
Well, at least we're even mm. then, right? <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, it is sad. It's very sad. Yeah. So we 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 cut to the next scene, and we actually get a single snowflake, uh, sort of floating through the air. Uh, we sort of see the damage that's going on in the area uh, from the battle, like a bunch of smoking craters, and then we we then see uh, Tigatron, who, who uh, I'm guessing had managed to recover Snowstalker's body. And has buried it under uh, a pile of rocks and has set up sort of like a little, uh, almost like a little, well, it's not quite a, a headstone, but it's like a little monument. Yeah, it's a little, sh- like a monument's a good word for it. Yeah. And and he's, he comes over to the grave and he's looking very stoic. And from here, the, the snowflake sort of falls out onto the ground. Tigertron... Um, He's like, goodbye, Snowstalker. Let your hunting ground shelter you now. And then he, he sort of says, I cannot do this again. And he transforms back into his tiger form. And Cheetor, this was another scene that looks sort of janky to me. Because it sort of reminded me of like those old LucasArts games where somebody walks into, into the camera from off camera. And it just looked a little janky. Because he was uh, Cheetor's sort of in the background, and then Tigertron manages to transform, and he looked a little bit smoother. But Cheetor just—I don't know why—it just looks so off to me with Cheetor. I guess but, a little uh, looks a little weird, yeah. Yeah, but uh, Cheetor makes mention it's never easy to bury your friend, um, and then Ti- Tigertron's like, "But it is too easy to do this," and he refers to you know the land and how it's been destroyed. And Cheetor was like, we had no choice, the Preds. And Tigertron interrupts him. He says, Predacon or Maximal? He's like, what is the difference? He's like, in my lust for battle, I caused the death of an innocent. And then we get Dinobot who comes in and says, there are no innocents. This is war. And this this is simply a battlefield. And I was like, that's like really hard. It's cold, like, yeah. real cold. Even he in war. He just died. Yeah, and and even in war, you you don't you don't say that there are no innocents. Like in this particular instance, it would be you know like collateral yeah, damage and casualties. And non, yeah, casualties yeah. like non-combatant casualties. So I was like, man, that's like really harsh. But it, I found this em- this episode sort of emphasized that you know Dinobot certainly isn't a maximal. He he was a Predacon and still is to a degree. He even sort of refers to himself as one at one point. Um, but Tigertron tells them that if it's a battlefield, that they made it that way, and that every time that they do, that the world suffers, and that he's not going to have any more of it. And from this moment on, he's no longer part of the Beast Wars. <laughs> and at this point, Dinobot sort of is like, "You, you're going to leave in the face of our enemy." And Cheetor sort of like, "Like you wouldn't, you can't." And we get this little bit between Tigatron and Cheetor, and he's like, my decision is made, little cat, and he's like, oh, very well. It's like, oh, man. I love uh, Tigatron and, and Cheetor's whole, like, big cat, little cat thing. Yeah. Cute. But, uh, but Tigatron starts going off. Um, Inferno is apparently off to the side, listening in, and he's like, so the tiger no longer wishes to fight. And then he immediately radios to Pterosaur and Waspinator, asking them to regroup on his coordinates. And 
from there, we then cut back to, to Cheetor, who's like, you can't believe this. Now what are they going to do? And Dinobot is like, Predacons know how to deal with those who won't fight. And he tells Cheetor to, to go back to base and that he needs repairs. And Cheetor is like, wait, Dinobot. And just as he says that, we then get Optimus flying into the scene. You know, it took it's him like a lot time to get there. It took a very long time because they finished the fight and then Tigertron made him like a burial ground for his <laughs> lost friend. <laughs> yeah. Then, that couldn't have not taken that. That would have been like a while. And like Optimus, like usually these guys like show up right like really soon after like they get called in. But this, yeah, was, he must have been very far away. Yeah, they were like, um, I mean, they were like surveying land or something. So they probably were pretty far off. And also Optimus was at like a, a relay station. He wasn't at base. Yeah. So yeah. they could have been spread pretty thin. Mm-hmm. Um. And yeah, that, that scene where Tiger, where, where Dinobots like Predacons know how to deal with tra- traitors, and then kind of like trails off, like he doesn't want to explain what he's gonna do to Cheetor. Felt like very dark to me. I'm like, oh shit! Like, what's is he is he gonna do what I think he's gonna do? And like, he kind of does, as we'll see. But like, he yeah, it was like this this shit's getting real, and yeah. that's kind of like I really like this episode for being like this is this episode. There's been other episodes too that have been like, yeah, this is a war. Like, this shit is, like, this is not just, like, people, it's not just, it's, it, it has the gravity of war sometimes right. in the show. It's Doesn't he actually say the words, you will die in this scene, rather than saying not you will this, be destroyed? Not this scene, like, that we're in, I don't think. I thought it... Mm-hmm. I mean, Tiger Talk's not even there yet. I, I don't know oh, why. Oh, I'm, th- I'm not paying attention to what scene we're on. I apologize. <laughs> I thought we're, we're in, in a, a scene where spot. where where um, Optimus just showed up and like right before he shows up, Dinobots like Predacons know what to do with deserters. And then he goes like, uh, how about you wait here for Optimus and I'll go off. Like he's trying to spare that. Yeah. The cheetor. Okay. Okay. I'm thinking of, yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm <laughs> scatterbrained right now. And okay. cheetor looks super worried. Is like Dinobots leaving. He's like, what's going on? <laughs> then uh, oh, Optimus shows up. So. Yeah. Optimus shows up. And we get Cheetor saying, oh, thank the Matrix. And we then cut to uh, Waspinator who who's flying up towards this little cliff that's off in the distance. We've got Inferno who's still in his robot mode. And Pterosaur who is in beast mode. And they're all discussing uh, what to do. And uh, is it Waspinator or Pterosaur who says we must return to the base? It's Pterosaur. It yeah. And then Inferno is like, what the royalty commanded, we capture the Maximals invading our colony. And he's like, <laughs> he's like, will you explain our failure to him? <laughs> to the royalty, yeah. Yeah. And, and Waspinator sort of echoes, he's like, Megatron not like failure. <laughs> and then Pterosaur sort of, he's like, yes, the royalty. He's like, uh, I mean, Megatron. <laughs> I like that part a lot. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he's been a That's bit testy it. lately. Yeah. He's like, okay, we'll do it. But we close the trap on my signal. And then he, he's he got this little, uh, almost like a little glowy ball. I don't know. It, it almost looked like a bug zapper to me. Yeah. Like a, a green bug zapper. <laughs> but apparently Waspinator is like a fly or a moth because he's all attracted to this dinky little light. He's like, ooh, Waspinator yeah, was, likes That was signals. definitely a buzz zapper. That was definitely a buzz zapper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Waspinator like he looks at it, he claps, and then he his he does a full three sixty sort of like 
in the air because he's so entranced by it. <laughs> it's weird. But uh, but yeah, so they, they go flying off, and we then sort of get a, a transition back to o- Optimus is carrying Cheetor by the scruff of his neck, almost like a yeah. mother cat sort of thing. I, I he, love that. I was thinking about it. Have you guys seen that video where like a vet's like dealing with a cat, and the cat's like really like kind of being fussy, so they just put like a, a, like a clip mm-hmm. on the nape of the neck, and the cat just goes stiff. Yeah. And then he starts like they start working with the cat, and they take the nape off, and the cat like like walks off, and it's like it's it's crazy how they actually have like an instinctual thing where it's like no, if you're grabbing onto that, they can't do anything. Like it's yeah. crazy, <laughs> and I wonder if if, if Cheetor likes that or if he's like like perturbed by that or if he's, he's like oh this is comforting. <laughs> he, he almost seemed a bit perturbed because, and mind you, Optimus does kind of drop him hard, and he's already got an injured sh- shoulder to begin with. Yeah. So he he lands kind of hard, and Optimus tells him to head back to base and to contact Rhinox as soon as he's in range, um, and that he wants backup as soon as he can get it. And Cheetor's like, what do you think's going to happen? And uh, we get a close-up on Optimus's face. He's like, I don't know. So obviously he's, he's sort of question, he's questioning Dino, but whatever Dinobot has planned as well. Um, we, we then cut to the sort of forest slash jungle and it's nighttime now so i have absolutely no idea how many hours has gone by at this point but it's nighttime and tigatron's sort of like skulking through the grass and he he pauses as if he's detected something and so he winds up moving into some bushes and he's watching on and he sees dinobot uh, sort of come to the same spot that he was at and pauses and he's trying to look around and figure out where Tigatron is. <laughs> and Tigatron, he's, Dinobot's looking the opposite way and Tigatron sort of pokes out from the bushes a little bit and spooks Dinobot because Tigatron almost looked like, um, sort of like a cat when it's like getting ready to flick his tail and like jump into a grocery bag that you set up a camera on or something. <laughs> Or, you know, like uh, a wild cat about to pounce on something or trying to, like, intimidate somebody else. Yeah, because he's, like, all sort of crouched down low and looking up at Dinobot. Dinobot um, is a bit spooked at first, and then he's like, ah, you have the instincts of a warrior. You knew when danger is approaching. (laughs) And Tigertron's like, why do you stalk me? And Dinobot's like, two. And then he, he, he he's very expressive with his hands i find yeah and he's like to talk and tigertron's like well, I have, well, he knows that since he's a predicon and he's used to a lot of action that if he does these hand gestures that it will make him less threatening <laughs> <laughs> i suppose so um t- tigertron says that he has nothing more to say and dinobot is like well then look and he points off in the distance and we get two are they antelope? I want to say that they were deer, but they might have been like antelopes. I think they're antelopes. Yeah. And, and so we get these antelopes and then we cut to the the orange tiger that we were talking about earlier. Palaslop, uh Tigertron. I guess yes. I thought it was just shading when I first saw it, that it was orange like that. But yeah, it's orange. It does have a bit of a white under thing. Um, uh, yeah, white. It's chin's white. And I think like there's some flashes on its leg, but yeah. It's it still does look a little odd, like the coloring. But yeah, it but doesn't again, seem quite right. But again, it's used to seeing the, the white one. Yeah. <laughs> and also, this is the Earth with two moons, so you know who knows. <laughs> but yeah, 
So so this tiger manages to to hunt down one of the antelope, and and Dinobot's like, see, this is the law of the jungle: the hunters and the hunted scrap or be scrapped. And Tigertron then turns and was like, animals hunt to survive. And Dinobot's like, and what do you think war is about? Yeah. It's like, Maximals may believe in peace, but Predacons, he's like, you do not really know the Predacons. He's like, we, and then he corrects himself, they live yeah. for the go- glory of conquest. And he, we sort of get this little montage uh, where Dinobot is imagining if Megatron's ship was fixed and he comes upon Cybertron and he's like, he blows up a satellite and then he immediately starts bombing Cybertron. And apparently with enough Energon... Uh, he could take the world unopposed and begin a war and a war that would destroy Cybertron and shatter galaxies. And as he says that, we then get a scene of Cybertron like literally exploding apart and we see like the molten core of the planet. He was kind of freaky. Yeah, good. But uh, he's, and Dinobot's like, until one side survives. It's like, it has been this way for hundreds of stellar cycles ever since Autobot and Decepticon first began the Great War. <laughs> we then get Tigertron who says, peace will never come until someone agrees not to fight. And then Dinobot is like, well, the Predacons will never allow that. He's like, they'll destroy you or reprogram you. And then Tigertron's like, they will not find me. <laughs> and then Dinobot's like, yeah, sorry, go I, ahead. I just, I just want to say that this episode on the I guess it's it's um the twenty uh, third as we record this. I'm not gonna say much, but it's very topical yeah. to like current events, and it's kind of crazy how it lined up like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's all I'll say about that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I just also, I mean, I think it's pretty clear that Optimus is upset that he's going to be losing his health insurance. That's what you were <laughs> referring to, right? <laughs> it's it's related, I suppose. Okay. Okay. Also, also, uh, also, Tigertron. Uh, Tigertron is afraid that if he if he keeps fighting the Predacons, that he'll accidentally break some Starbucks windows, and he doesn't want it. He thinks that's taking it too far. Uh, uh, <laughs> you know, you know. I gotta say, it is nice being on this podcast because sometimes you guys laugh at my jokes that aren't very good. Uh, when we were doing that, when we did the Teenagers with Attitude podcast, the bonus episode. Uh, nobody laughed at my jokes that weren't that good, Aww. and so I would make a bad joke, and nobody would laugh. Even even Jordan and Emily wouldn't laugh. Huh? I don't know. I thought I laughed I, at a few. Yeah, yeah. I, I made a I lot mean, of them that were not good. I, don't think I laughed at all of them. But I, I <laughs> maybe maybe Greg's the one that that laughs at the really bad ones. I do have a tendency to laugh <laughs> laugh at bad jokes. So. But like there were there were definitely several times. I mean that the that that podcast was eleven hours long, so yeah. it could be that that you guys were just tired. Also, I think Jordan just wasn't there for most of the uh, podcast because you didn't say anything. Um, <laughs> but well, uh, we got to remember too. I'm the one who makes like at yeah. least once an episode has to make the, yeah, the very yeah, yeah. bad jokes. So. But it was just, it was just funny. Also it was, it was funny. Cause I think like, you know, you're doing a podcast with the people that are not the people you normally podcast with. And so yeah. I think like, like Mike wouldn't know whether I was joking about a thing. Yeah. And it was just kind of like, it just kind of felt a little like weird. It's probably why it was like, it was just like, yeah, I mean, like, I know this is just Kendall being Kendall, but like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
is yeah, and I mean like in, in regards to Jordan not saying a lot, there was a lot of people. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. No, yeah. no. 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 I. Yeah. I know. <laughs> it just there was actually one point when we were all going around doing questions and they literally forgot Jordan because he hadn't said anything in so long. <laughs> oh no. I, did, well, did I mention Jordan? I, I think I remember. I think I remember one of the questions. I was like Jordan. Like, yeah. I, yeah. I, well, I asked like a quite quite a few questions, and I do remember. Mike, he's like, did you realize that you were going to, I'm like, nope, before you even finished that question. Because I, I honestly did. I just wanted to make sure they had questions. I was trying to, I was trying to uh, think of questions to ask Warren Beast that were like specifically to Jordan that he would have to like talk for like an extra 20 minutes at the end of the episode uh, last week, but I couldn't think of any. So Aww, that's touching. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so yeah, what I'm saying is I appreciate you guys laughing at my bad jokes. And I'm sure that there are people who uh, who listen to the podcast who laugh, laugh at my bad jokes. Well, I think uh, one of our listeners said that you were their favorite. Yeah, exactly. They? Yeah. And and then I also have I also have those silent masses, uh, you know, yes. that are just there's a, Ken, there's a Kendall fan club out there. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, but it's, oh, yeah. you know, <laughs> it's on the dark net. <laughs> I think WikiLeaks someday, had a thing about we'll it. Have te- we'll have T-shirts. <laughs> like Kendall fan club on the t-shirt. Yep. All you have to do is donate to the non-existent Patreon. Yeah. I guess you could donate. People could donate to, to uh, audio entropy and then like say, I donated to audio entropy because of Warren beast. That's true. That I mean, is very like, true. Yeah, we need to, we need to pay those, those, those site host fees guys. <laughs> but yes. Anyway, back to the episode. We went on a little tangent there about bad jokes, <laughs> but yeah. So, Dinobot um, makes mention that he found him and then immediately tries to bite off his face. (laughs) (laughs) And Tigatron's like, what the hell? He's like, I do not want to fight you. And and Dinobot's like, you have no choice, coward. He's like, if you are not with us, then you are against us. And Tigatron's like, Sort of slowly trying to back says, away. Only like, a Sith deals in absolutes and draws his lightsaber. <laughs> <laughs> and and there's this part where like Dinobot like bites onto like this twig, yes. and then like and, uh, in his beast form, and and then he transforms, and um, and the twig's still in his mouth. Yeah, which doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then he cracks it. Yeah, there's another bit coming up with Dinobot that does not make sense. So I don't know. <laughs> um. But yeah, here's this is actually where he mentions this is the die part because Tigertron's like, I will not do this, and he's like, Well, fine, then die. Yeah, <laughs> he meets, that's, yeah. He, he shoots at Tigertron, uh, and apparently purposely missed because he hits a log behind him. And Dinobot stops and puts his weapons away, and he says, A Predacon wouldn't miss. And I'm like, But you, yeah, they you would just you just, yeah, well, yeah, there's that <laughs> there. And I'm like, but you were just saying that you were a Predacon, so... No, he, okay, well, he, he, he slipped up in saying, like, we instead of True. they. But, I mean, mm-hmm. that's just because he's, like, super... He still has ties, and he's, like, very familiar with them. Yeah. So he's it, he, he kind of slipped up, but he's not he's not a Predacon. Yeah. So he, he tries to get Tigertron to... He tries to order him to return to duty, and Tigertron refuses, and he's like, well, so be it. And so he gets his weapons again, and he's about to attack again. And this is when Optimus finally shows up. So, and tell, so oops, I feel sorry, like ahead, I feel like this bit was. A, I'm sorry, I, I like interrupting you. Um, so, uh, so I, so this bit, um, uh, it it feels like a missed opportunity. Like if there was a legitimate like uh, Tigatron 
refuses to fight a, a, a Dinobot. Like, sort of, if they could, if they could have figured out a way to like make it a duel, and mm-hmm. then and then Dinobot defeats Tigatron and shows him mercy. Mm-hmm. Like that would have made more sense than him shooting lasers next to him and being like, "See, I shot lasers next to you. That means that I'm intimidating." Yeah, it's like, a little bit. It's a little bit like. He pulls out his weapons, fires twice, and then goes, see, that could have happened, and then puts him away, and then immediately brings him back out. It's a little clunky, but, um, and I I think it has to just be time thing, where, like, they couldn't fit that in, because that would have been a lot better if he actually beat him, and then he's, like, about to do it, and then he goes, like, now, if I were a Predacon, you'd be freaking dead right now, so maybe you shouldn't, like, you know, maybe you should smarten up. Show some some loyalty, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, because I am on Dinobot's side in this particular kerfuffle even though he's a little bit insensitive about it sometimes yeah you need that just a little bit but yeah so he he's about to attack and we get optimus who who shows up and tells him to stop and basically has to order him to stop <laughs> and dinobot it the whole time is like no this must not be allowed as if you know tigertron's apparently deserting well he is yeah um we do get a little yeah, moment. Yeah, he's deserting from forced military service. It's not like yeah. he chose to be. It's not like he chose to be in this war. Yeah. He Actually, he kind of did. <laughs> and at the very beginning, he's like, "Yeah, I wasn't sure who to side with, but I'm siding with you guys. But I'm not going to like head at your base, but I'll still help you, dudes." Like, yeah. like at no point did Optimus say you had to do this. And then Optimus, so. and then Optimus says, "Okay, well, I'm just going to have you." do every mission with us then because he pretty much has been in every episode since then so well yeah but i mean like he's still he, he usually isn't like calling it i don't know like it, it's very much like tigertron was there because he wanted to i don't feel like and now tigertron like says he doesn't want to be and they're like no you have yeah, to and Op- well optimus isn't like you have to he's like tries to convince him but then he's like i guess you made your decision and goes off dinobots mm. very much like you have to with optimus yeah that's that's true optimus does mm. keep deniability <laughs> God damn it! Because <laughs> here's so. here's what here's what was going the other thing that was going through my head in this scene because I I do think especially like at this point in the episode there is an argument to be made for both sides. I huh. mean you've got so so right now you've got two factions on a planet both are stranded and you're fighting against each other because Megatron is gonna get the Energon is going to get this this you know arbitrary resource and and be able to take over the universe but it's like mm-hmm. it feels very um like at least at least you could from a certain point of view say that it's very contrived because even if he does get the the stuff all the energon then he's still stranded on the he's still stranded on the planet so if the if the maximals had i mean i i almost wonder if the maximals had landed on the planet and immediately said uh you know let's let's be let's be friends or you know let's we're just gonna mind our own business you do what you're gonna do here um you you know let's prevent let's prevent a war between the between the 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 uh the you know the the established Cybertronian government and this and this faction that represents uh, the the Predacons. You know, I mean, who's to say that Megatron's even the leader of the Predacons? Like, yeah, they could have. They're pro- it, you know, I mean, I know in the fir- in the very first episode they actually did try to do that. I'm just remembering now. Um, but let's <laughs> pretend like that didn't happen. Um, I was gonna say I'm pretty sure the Predacons made it very much clear that they would not just like not fight. Well, yeah, but that's because, which is because they they had they were a, a persecuted race and they wanted you know they didn't want they didn't agree <laughs> with the status quo because you know 
the status is not maybe quo. or maybe they just thought they were persecuted because they had privilege and then oh the, and then things started to get more equal oh. and they're like oh we feel like we're we're losing our rights because <laughs> things are getting more equal even though we're not look <laughs> at that not losing our rights at all call back yes. on Kendall's theory <laughs> nice that yeah <laughs> man man you make me look at I'm whatever I'll be the villain. <laughs> You're not a bad guy, Kendall. You're not a bad guy. I know. I know. Often we will like like the sexism thing last episode, and like even though you're not a bad guy, Kendall. No. Uh, I yeah. Well, yeah, and that's why I can play the villain because, and that's why you can say those things to me because I don't. I won't take them personally because sometimes I don't even believe the stuff that I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Only sometimes. Only some. No, I know that the Predacons are good guys. I that I think is that I believe is textual. I um. Yeah. I I talked to Transformers George Lucas and that's what he said. <laughs> I don't know who okay. made Transformers. Is that the same as like Future Greg? <laughs> that those would be two <laughs> different people, but yes. Okay. Who is Transformers George Lucas? Like I don't think there is one. Like who's the like this. Is there a person that you think of as like the guy behind it all? Um like isn't Bob Forward isn't that a name? I was thinking Bob Ford initially for Beast Wars, yeah. but like okay. he wasn't in G one. Um, like that's okay. Well, Bob, been so many different creators that have like taken I'm over Transformers. That okay, so when I make the joke in the future, I'll say I talked to Bob Forward. I'll I'll make a note of that. <laughs> okay, I was gonna say like I'm trying to think who are doing the main uh, IDW Transformers comics because those are still going on and and uh, and I know like let's see. I think it says like like Don Figueroso and Mike Hosta are still still working on it. Because mm-hmm. I think there's another Machinima cartoon that's coming out soon. They actually just started a voting campaign for who's going to be the next Prime, and actually Primal is yeah. one of the the ones that you can vote for. Yeah, um, but yeah, um, but I'm not. I'm assuming that they're going to be running with the the IDW, IDW series based on this. And probably a new line of toys once the headmaster or Titans return is is finished, which essentially is headmasters. They just renamed headmasters and have new characters. So yeah, well, I remember they introduced like a headmaster thing near the at one point in the IDW comics, and well, I was it did not end well for no. a favorite character. Oh no! Like it was kind of. Personal yeah. favorite or fan favorite? Fan favorite, and it was kind of really a downer. And I mean, like, I mean, I don't think it was done badly. I mean, it's kind of hard to remember. Mm-hmm. Take your word for it. I still remember the old G1 Headmasters. I had Chrome Dome for a very long time. I had the Chrome Dome toy. So For some reason, I had that uh, Wolf Decepticon one. Oh, okay, yeah. And then I had uh, Power Master Optimus. I think I was- and, oh, I had one of those. I had the the race car, Formula One race car. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. Anyway, back to the episodes. <laughs> Too many tangents. Um. So we we do get a scene where where Dinobot actually asks Optimus. He's like, "Well, are you going to say something?" And Optimus turns to Tigertron and he's like, "I'm sorry about your friend." Aww. And Dinobot and Dinobot's like, "Ugh, all this sentimentality." <laughs> it's like the more time I spend with you, Maximals, the more I wonder how you survive this long. <laughs> he, so That's he transforms, and he's like, "I'm returning to my duties." 
he starts sort of walking off. We get this little uh, back and forth between Optimus and Tigatron, uh, how they're talking about the war and how Optimus hates the war as much as he does. And Tigatron's like, well, it's all the more reason to stop then. He's like, we don't belong here. And Optimus is like, but we are here. And because we are, it's our duty to explore and defend the planet. Yeah, and Tigatron's like, they didn't have weapons of mass destruction. And, <laughs> and, and, uh, and, and Optimus is like, yeah, but we, we, did, we did come in, so we don't want to leave at the wrong time. We don't want there to be a power vacuum. Oh. <laughs> I don't think I said it at all, but all right. <laughs> I thought this episode gets so political. Yeah, it's really it's really weird how they were how in 1996 they were able to predict the second Iraq War, the the um you know the election of Donald Starship Trump. Troopers, okay, guys. Oh god. <laughs> uh, the yeah, and then I'll, I'll, you know actually I think there are I think there really are um some. Especially if you think about how much 1960s or 1960s like Vietnam era uh, nostalgia there was in the 90s, I think that the um, sort of the the Viet anti Vietnam uh, parallels are are there. Mm-hmm. Um, that at least at least tone even even with even if not text and argument, just sort of the tone of you know we have that you know we, there's a there's somebody that just wants to yeah and he says we don't belong here yeah you know. <laughs> But I mean, like, oh man, and it, it, it's not like the Americans were like stranded on Vietnam and couldn't leave. <laughs> <laughs> it's like these guys are literally stranded here. They just kind of are making do with what. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, but allegory doesn't have to be literal. So hmm. I, I think that I think that it is interesting that they are on a there's that there is a that there are two two foreign powers fighting on on soil that is not either of theirs, uh, you know, that neither of them belonged there. Like, you know, sort of like Vietnam with it being, you know, that one side is being fueled by China and the other side is being, so we're sort of fighting a war by proxy there. I, it's, it's, I mean, it's interesting. It's an interesting, like, if you really looked, if you really looked hard enough, you might be able to see it. Obviously, obviously literally, like literally speaking, textually speaking or whatever, uh, there's, there's not, I mean, they're not, yes, we weren't, we weren't stranded on we weren't stranded on Vietnam and Vietnam did was not a oh my gosh it's a war for oil <laughs> Energon is oil yeah. this is a war they're fighting over cuz they're fighting to keep them from having oil <laughs> This is going down a dark tunnel. This is. This is, this is I literally, I literally did not, did not even like. I was, I was the situation that I was describing as a hypothetical Vietnam is literally the war in the Middle East. <laughs> so, so we can, yeah. Although, although you know that this was right after this was right after the first Gulf War. So that may have been, yeah. Um, that may have been at least on some level in somebody's idea. Cause I do think that this, I mean, this episode particularly does sort of address, it treats this as a war and yeah. uh yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. Fighting, man, that's, that's just really interesting to me. Cause it's, cause it is, cause it is two foreign powers fighting on, on soil. That's neither of their own and they're not, neither one of them is trying to colonize that or anything. It is very akin to, to the Iraq war or the, or the war in Vietnam or, um, you know, Issues and stuff in Afghanistan in the eighties and huh, it's just I'm okay. We can move on. <laughs> I'm I'm I just yeah, that's interesting. Hmm. Anyway, cool. So, so we we cut to 
the Predacons who, who are watching Dinobot as he's making his way through the forest. And Waspinator's like, oh, this isn't Tigerbot. And Inferno's like, no, but this one... But uh, this one will be just as good for Megatron. I think he says. I think he says like Dinobot will be even better. Yes. But I, I kind of like how he says Tigerbot, and then he says Dinobot. But like Tigerbot's not Tigertron's actual name, but Dinobot is Dinobot's actual name, and yeah. it's kind of like funny how that worked yeah. out. <laughs> do you think so? So do you think that Waspinator and that? Do you think when he calls him Tigerbot? Do you think that he's that he's messing with him, or that he really doesn't know the name. I think he just doesn't really care. He's just saying like, oh, "This attack, yeah. whatever." <laughs> he's, just, he's just saying whatever he feels is maybe easier, or, or however he best associates it. I guess. I guess my my version of Waspinator in my head is that he's usually just screwing with people. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So I kind of think that he does know the right name, but he's intentionally using the wrong name. Yeah. Like yeah, uh, sure. Uh, you know, like uh, you know, like trolls on the internet, and because apparently, apparently, uh, we've decided that Predacons are Trump supporters. That's that's what Emily says. <laughs> yep. Oh boy. Sure. <laughs> anyway, so we get Terrorstore who who tells the other two Predacons to to fan out so that they can ambush Dinobot as soon as he comes out of the forest. Uh, so Dinobot is sort of muttering to himself and he's, I think he says something along the lines, I must've been mad too. And then he's interrupted by the Predacons who, who transform and start attacking him. Well, first they set off that little signal, the little, Oh yes, that's right. The little, it's like a little firework that goes off and sets off like red flares that in like a couple of corners or something, I guess. Yeah. 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 And they, the Predacons start buzzing around Dinobot, who, who is like looking all over at them. He transforms, j- literally as he transforms, he gets shot in the face. Yeah, and and, and Pterosaur is like laughing maniacally yeah. during all this. It's so really weird. Yeah, he's like yeah, switching he's, around, laughing. He's he's getting a real good kick out of this. He is. So we we then cut back to to Tigertron and Optimus, and Optimus hears the explosions. And he's like, oh, oh, no. He's like, Dinobot, he might need some help. And so he sort of turns to Tigertron to see if he's going to help out, too. And Tigertron's sort of looking away, and Optimus is like, sort of resigned. He's like, I guess you've made your decision. And so he lifts off and heads in the direction of, of Dinobot. And we then cut back to the Predacons. And we've got Waspinator, who uh, he's like, Megatron, reward Waspinator for my victory. And he's shooting his gun. And then Pterosaur's like, your victory, it's mine. And then uh, I'm trying to remember how this goes. There's a part where um, Inferno tries to shoot Dinobot, and Dinobot pulls a, a Ninja Turtles move. Yes, he pulls oh, his yeah. head down into his body. <laughs> like, like I said, weird things going on there. Yeah. Oh, and then he spins his head almost like Beetlejuice yeah. while he's shooting his yeah. eye beams. And I, and I just mentioned last episode why they don't use their head uh, spinning abilities <laughs> practically more often. They did it. I think the Ninja Turtles move actually makes sense because he's a, I mean, because he is a transformer. So like he, you know, the toy would, you'd be able to do that. Yeah, I think it could work. Yeah. yeah. I'm not sure exactly how it transforms in the toy, but I could mm. see his head like having to regress into the body. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That definitely, it definitely seems like a, 
It made a, it made sense, but the fact that it looked very Ninja Turtles y was very new to Turtles. Yeah. So yeah, they they're interrupted from attacking Dinobot because they see Optimus coming. Um we then uh get them scrambling and then we cut to, to Optimus who's flying and he gets a, a warning from his sort of onboard computer saying that his power cells are at thirty five percent and dropping. And it suggests transforming into beast mode. And Optimus is then shot in the back and starts falling down as Pterosaur and Waspinator uh, fly by him. And, and Waspinator's like, Optimus is ours. He's like, Waspinator will finish him. And Optimus manages to, he, he writes himself, turns around, and he's got his, gum, his arm guns out. And when he shoots, the, he literally flips backwards from the force yeah. of the blast. Yeah. Which has never happened before until now. But they, they manage to connect with Waspinator and Pterosaur, and they both go flying off. And Optimus has a bit of a grin. But then Inferno shows up behind him and shoots him, and he crashes into the ground right beside Dinobot. They're both experiencing uh, Energon surges, so Optimus transforms back into his gorilla mode and then helps uh, Dinobot up, and he transforms back into his mode. And so both of them are pretty much, you know, defenseless at this point. And Inferno has landed and is sort of mocking them, getting ready to, to pretty much take them out. He's like, for the royalty. And then T- Tigatron. And again, uh, he's just flipping out and twitching and his head's like yeah. spinning around. Like, it's really weird. Yeah. But it's kind of an, it's, it's kind of Inferno's thing. But Terrace was doing it earlier, too. And that was, like, yeah. yeah. Was- but, uh Tigatron comes upon the scene, so apparently he had a change of heart. He he jumps out from a bush and literally jumps on top of Inferno and pushes him down and then uh, hops in front of Optimus and Dinobot. <laughs> uh, Inferno is like is surprised that he's there and Tigatron transforms. He's like, back off, Protocon, you'll kill no more beasts today. He he's just he's like Inferno starts laughing and starts like pounding the ground in laughter. Yeah. Because he finds it so amusing that Tyratron showed up again. Yeah. Like, yeah. Turner's fucking insane. Yeah. <laughs> and then he, he lifts off into the air and he's got his gun out and he, he activates the flamethrower again and lights a tree on fire beside Tigatron. And Tigatron looks at the tree and then back at Inferno and then just starts shooting. And he it's the sort of that emphatic you will leave the wild alone. <laughs> As he's shooting him, yeah. yeah. And he manages to get some, some really good shots off and sort of shoots him off into the into the distance. And Tigertron's sort of resigned a little bit and then manages to use the like that sort of ice setting that he's got on his gun to put out the fire. So we should use more often because it's really cool. No pun yeah. intended. <laughs> <laughs> Does he use? Has he? He's used that before. Yeah, he, used, uh, yeah. he froze. He froze uh, somebody, uh, Scorponok, in one of the episodes. Oh, okay. Yes, that's right. I thought that was yeah. just a fire extinguisher. No, he's got ice powers. He doesn't I, use them yeah. often. Okay. He's got ice abilities. Same with stealth powers. He's like the Black yeah. Ranger. <laughs> I guess so. He's like I was the thinking Mastodon. Of from Overwatch, but that's that's different. I've yeah. had neither here nor there. Yeah. So Tigatron. Um, Sort of is sad, and he's like, once again, this planet pays for the price of our war. And I'm, I was thinking to myself, okay, it, w- it was a tree, Tigertron. <laughs> one tree. It was one poorly rendered tree. 
Yeah. Yeah, it was had a bad day and it's just the straw that broke the camel's the first, back. The first yeah. time I watched yeah. it it was like I thought it was a rock. <laughs> like it's it's not even a very yeah, it's not, uh, yeah, it's not like he saw more de- yeah, yes. It's like the end of it's like the end of the Civil War comic when they're fighting and then Captain America's like we're winning the battle but look there's some buildings on fire. We need to all give up. <laughs> yeah. Spoiler alert. So, sorry. <laughs> um so we we get like a little exchange between Dinobot and Tigatron and where Dinobot is like, oh, he's like, well done, Maximal. You chose a perfect moment to rejoin our ranks. He's like, I am in your debt. And Tigatron uh, makes mention that he still needs to grieve for his friend. Uh, but as long as there are Predacons to harm the world, then they, Maximals, must protect it. And then we sort of cut out and that's the end of the episode. So thoughts overall? Really good and very like it was. It, it came at the right time for me. Like it's very topical, mm-hmm. and like um, again, again, like that that wasn't the original. That wouldn't have been the original uh, when it first aired. That that wouldn't have had the same uh, topical nature. But it just it's no. funny how it just kind of worked out that way. And yeah, like it's it's one of the episodes that like takes the idea that it's a war very seriously and really goes into the themes of that. And it, it, it shows how beast wars was like a, a really good show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For its time, it, it took on some, you know, some pretty heavy subjects with it. I just, I couldn't believe the way that it, like it, it was commenting on, on the 2017 Oscar nominations that were, uh, that were announced on January 24th. <laughs> I'm not going to go into specifics because we've talked about it a lot, but I mean, you know, li- listen to the, watch the episode and then go look up the, uh, the, um, the Oscar nominations that were announced on uh Tuesday, January 24th. And, uh, and you'll see what I mean. You mean like the day that hasn't even come yet? It was <laughs> this, this past Tuesday. Cause this is, it is Saturday right now. <laughs> we're maximizing our weekend. Uh. Yeah. Anyway, I, I would I would laugh if uh, a a, nom- a nominated movie was called Snowstalker, though. <laughs> <laughs> I do like how how the character got a name. Like she, she only appeared in two episodes, and like <laughs> in the second one, she gets named and then is killed. And, also, but again, yeah. but this is a this is like the first. Arguably, like the first like character death, it, and and only the second time we've actually seen something die on screen. The first time being like the butterfly, mm-hmm. which is so, a butterfly. So I mean, it doesn't yeah. really have a huge impact, even though like although like, the butter, like although to be fair, the butterfly was in the show more than Snowstalker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So do you? So so this actually brings up a point though. The character's named Snowstalker, but it's a regular tiger. Do you, so that means one of two things: either Tigertron, either Tigertron uh, named her that, or more likely, when they're in beast form, they can speak the language of the animals. And Snowstalker I is just a an English translation for. I um, think the former the word. is more likely. But okay, <laughs> that Tigertron just named her. Well, yeah, you know, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Yeah, he probably has Elizabeth Thornberry powers. <laughs> Maybe that's why those cheetahs understood that Cheetor was speaking English. Maybe <laughs> they really shouldn't have like put that together. Yeah, yeah. What you guys think of the episode? Because I mean, I, I said my thoughts, uh, but no one else really has. We just made about just jokes. <laughs> <laughs> well, as Kendall sort of pointed out, I didn't think it was the worst episode. Um, I I liked 
like the content of the episode from a story standpoint, but I there were sort of those janky points with the animation that threw it off a little bit for me. And I was sad that the kitty died. It is, yeah. Yeah. I I kind of liked it. I mean, like, there was some funny bits, but I did kind of feel sad watching it because, yeah. you know, there was a lot of heavy topics involved. Yeah. Oh, I mean, that was, like, the point, though. So, I mean, well, like, yeah. I guess if you don't like sad, if you don't like downer stuff, then fair enough. Like, yeah. I mean, like, I, I, I don't watch The Walking Dead and Breaking Bad because I don't like downer media. But this, this is, like, this is, um... This isn't downer. It's not that downer. <laughs> so I mean, like, I, I like it, but I can, it's, I can, I can empathize. Just, it was. It's more of just like you know, be careful that you're not having a bad day when you watch this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I myself, like, I can't Bad's watch. Breaking Bad's a nice, fun, goofy show, but okay. <laughs> I don't I have, believe you. <laughs> I have trouble watching shows where an animal gets hurt. So, like, uh, like Aslan and um, the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. The scene with Aslan that got to me and uh i refuse to watch marley and me for the simple fact that yeah. i i've been yeah. told what happens with the dog and i'm like nope 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 Same not here. watching it and i'm probably not gonna watch the um uh what's that movie that's got all the controversy with it right now because it turns out one of the dogs was mistreated during the filming oh um oh a dog's purpose, purpose. I, yeah, dog's yeah. purpose yeah yeah i don't i don't know if i could watch that either so even before the animal abuse thing came up yeah yeah I mean, like, I, I totally agree with you. I guess I just like, I, I feel like the the message mattered a lot, and like, also, Snowstalker was so underdeveloped. Yeah. <laughs> like, it it didn't. I I was like, okay. I mean, I was sad for Tiger Tron, but I mean, like, I, I guess I I just didn't connect with us. Uh, so you know what I just realized? Which I usually do. Snowstalker was a refrigerator person. Yeah, that's true. That is a bad thing. <laughs> I that didn't occur to me until just now, but yep, that's a thing. Just like Kyle Reiner's girlfriend. Oh, uh, that was a bad joke. Well, no, I mean it was. That's the it wasn't even a joke. It's true. That's the <laughs> thing, like that's that's the 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 phrase that people. The, I forget. It's something of the refrigerator, right? It's yeah, the, the refrigerator. Yeah, she was yeah. the woman yeah. in the refrigerator. Yeah, so I mean that because that's what I mean. She basically just showed up to get killed and make. And make the male and make the male love interest uh, react to her death. Yeah, yeah, you're not wrong. So, geez, two episodes in a row where Beast Wars <laughs> has rampant sexism. <laughs> Maybe <sighs> you know what that means. We've established in this episode that the Predacons are Trump supporters. Maybe that means textually the 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 uh, the, the Predacons were supposed to be the good guys. <laughs> Because we've established that the people writing Beast Wars apparently were rampantly sexist. So yeah. I mean, like they they <laughs> did a few. I mean, like okay, like yes, this 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 trope fits with woman in the refrigerator, but it's also a tiger. I mean, like <laughs> it's it's not like yeah, okay. <laughs> I I also honestly um I I mean I know there are there are ex- there are examples that are that it's pro- there are, that are egregious of it. The woman in the refrigerator trope to me doesn't bother me as much just because there are uh, character because there are also like male equivalents to that. You know, every all every superhero had messed up parents or or something like you have to have a, a, a defining a defining moment. It is unfortunate that there is a a trend with uh, with with that's those specifics. And also, I think a lot of times when you kill off a character, it would be better to not kill off a character because the character is more interesting when they're alive. But mm-hmm. it doesn't that trope doesn't bother me as much as it bothers some people. Yeah. 
Yeah, there you go. Me as a straight white male, I think I'm, I've got a pretty good, uh, a pretty, I'm non-biased because I'm not affected by any form of prejudice. <laughs> That's how that works. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway. Questions? Yeah, I was just about to try and segue to that. <laughs> Can we take just a real quick break, actually? I have yep. to pee. Oh, cool. Yeah, okay. I'm gonna getting we another shall, coffee. We'll take a quick break and we'll be right back with some questions and then we'll close out the episode. have a whole lot of questions i think we've got some carryover from last week jordan yeah just a couple but some of them are kind of fun uh then kendall asked one even though he's on this show (laughs) well you know jordan set precedent (laughs) (laughs) um so uh from plark my friend blue bomber asked catsup versus ketchup uh ketchup (laughs) yeah ketchup (laughs) i I said catsup as a joke that's about it. Yeah. Well, I I said them specifically that that way as so you know what spelling it is. So, but despite the way I say ketchup, have you ever spelled it like the other way? No. Nope. Uh, so you always spell it with the the k e t c h. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I'll say ketchup as a joke. Yeah. I'll be like, oh, so, I'm gonna have some ketchup. So I'm I'm curious. I'm curious. That person that that asked that question was that actually um, C Montgomery Burns. <laughs> Well, I think they used that as an icon once. Just, I can't remember for sure. Just for the just for the record, just for the record, uh, uh, yes, um, I am here to help you with your ketchup problem, and it is ketchup. Uh-huh. <laughs> I need to I need to mention this just because um, I'm part of a a group, um, as well as being a part of the TWA fandom. I'm a part of uh, Jim Sterling and his greater fandom, uh, known as the Shattered. And in our community, there was a couple weeks long war over whether or not ketchup belonged in the fridge or on the counter. Huh. Really? <laughs> many many debates started up over this. I, it was it was it was not like fully serious. It was like a jokey right. like meme thing where people that, were like arguing about. There have ketchup. been like there have been like studies of like how people think. So like you should have it was like there was like a study that said that like. You should have a team of people – when you have a team of people working together, some people should want the ketchup in the cupboard and some people should want the ketchup in the fridge because if you keep your ketchup in the cupboard, then when you run out of ketchup, you're going to reach for peanut butter or something else that's that's like in the cupboard. Whereas if you run out of ketchup and it's in the fridge, you're going to reach for – I don't know, something else that you keep in the fridge. <laughs> uh, it's a, okay. I'm bad at explaining this experiment, but it is, it is a thing. I, I, I literally don't care if I catch a fizz myself. <laughs> so I never got involved in those arguments. But yeah. And like the second uh, wave of that argument, because um, it's, it's just kind of a meme thing where like they argue about something inconsequential for a while on the on the, on the Facebook group. And the current one, I think, or at least most recent was uh, pineapple on pizza or not. I think we've oh. had that. 
Or, yeah. That's that's like that's like everywhere right now is the pineapple on pizza thing. Like really? Yeah, I yeah, it's it's definitely an internet controversy. Um, and why? And the answer is yes, pineapple on pizza. No, and my answer is no. Well, I already said I like pineapple on pizza. So oh. even on this so clearly, yeah. so yeah. what that you know what that means? That means if you don't like <laughs> pineapple on pizza, you're un-American. Well, but. Because the two yeah, Canadians well, don't, true so by default, <laughs> What about my oh. mom likes pineapple on pizza? She's Canadian, so well, maybe mm. she's should be American. I didn't say that all. Um, <laughs> I didn't take say that back. My I didn't say saints. <laughs> I didn't say that all. I, also, I didn't say that all people who like pineapple on pizza are American, but all people who are American should like pineapple on pizza. I don't think that's, I don't think that's true, though. I think it's pretty, uh, pretty divided. I'm just saying it's but, uh, unpatriotic to not like yeah, pineapple on pizza true. because pineapple is uh, on Hawaiian pizza, and Hawaii is part of the United States where, president, where our great President Barack Obama was born. So, uh, yeah, yeah. That, may, that means that, yes, pineapple on pizza. Pineapple on pizza, ketchup, and ketchup belongs in the refrigerator, uh, not because it will go bad, but because that's where I arbitrarily have decided it goes. Those are the answers say, to those I questions. I my ketchup cold for some reason, like a cold sting to hot fries. It's literally just personal preference. There's like no reason yeah. to argue about it. I actually, <laughs> yeah. I actually prefer my ketchup room temperature. I was say that that's why I do that. I prefer my ketchup room temperature, but I still prefer it in the refrigerator because then it is near the pickles, and that is where it was in my childhood. And uh, if it's not in the refrigerator, it's not going to be in the cupboard. It's going to be on the middle thing on the couch because my wife left it there when she had her breakfast. And I think we leave it on the cup. Cu- we leave it on the cu- in the on the counter at home. Uh, but like when I lived in my last roommate, I think he preferred it in the fridge, so it was in the fridge. But I, I didn't care. I was like, sure. I mean, that's where you want to put it. I'm not gonna argue. I keep chocolate in the refrigerator because I like chocolate cold. Me too. Yeah. Every once in a while, if I get a Kit Kat chunky bar, I'll toss it in the freezer. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. It is cool because it's want, in the freezer. Haha! <laughs> 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 I got my bad joke in. I'm imagining that that dog face now because you mentioned the last episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, we've got the next question: is Is it also culinary related? No. Um, <laughs> also from a friend, uh, nurse underscore Nakayama underscore Sama asked, "Why do we hold dogs to our beauty standards?" And they mentioned this was inspired by me cleaning the sleep out of my dog's eyes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> I, funny goof, but I mean, we don't, so. <laughs> well, some people do. I mean, oh. I've seen people put uh, boots and little clothes on dogs. Uh, yeah, my wife's tried to do that with my beagle so many times. Can be cute. I, I will point well, out that we, when we had a, when we had a, a Cocker Spaniel, uh, we had to clean out its eyes, mostly because, like, it would just build up and it would actually be a bother to it. So if we yeah. didn't yeah, do so that... sleep in the eyes isn't comfortable. So, I mean, like, it's not about beauty. Yeah. It's not comfortable. <laughs> yeah. Well, I will say, I will say that we do, we hold um, our pets to, to human beauty standards because we project many human characteristics on our pets that don't exist, so... Are you saying we anthropomorphize them? We anthropomorphize them, yes. Getting into is... very territory here, guys. That is, yeah. you know, I'm just, you know, 
I mean, that's, you know, and, and there's nothing wrong with Which that. Which is fine. And there's, no, and there's definitely, like, gray area, because I think that pets do have personalities and stuff. But, like, we do definitely project a lot of human characteristics onto pets and animals in general. So it doesn't surprise me that we would also project beauty standards onto I mean, we project animal standards on us sometimes too <laughs> i'll also say i'll also say that um the standards for um for for cat weight are super unrealistic when we, when i got a flea rub thing for my cat and it was for the plus size one the the cat on the box was a normal size cat it was not a plus size cat because i i have a plus size cat and she does not look and she's way heavier unrealistic beauty standards <laughs> I think stati- I'm pretty sure statistically the average cat is a size 16. So, you know, just saying. Fair enough. We've been trying to get my beagle to lose weight because she was a bit heavy in the summer. She was over 50 pounds. So. so we've got her on a diet, a very expensive diet, like $50 a bag every two weeks. So, But she's down over 10 pounds. So I suppose, I guess... That's somewhat beauty standards, but we're doing it more so for the fact that we want her to remain healthy rather than oh, pretty. Oh, just you—you you want her to—you just want her to feel better about herself. It's about her. It's not about—it's not about you. I understand exactly. <laughs> you know, we want to make sure that she can lick her own butt and not have to worry about you know you know her being dirty and stuff. Maybe have your puppy with you for longer than they could be, right? Yeah. I had a friend who also had a cocker spaniel that didn't that. Well, they eventually they started feeding it less, but it had a favorite spot on a, on steps where it liked to lay down, like on one step, and and they kind of learned to just step over it. But over time, they fed it so much that it actually kind of just conformed and filled the size of the step. Oh no! Sorry, did you say feeding it less butt? I was going <laughs> to feeding, feeding it less, it. but that was only at the end of its life. I know, I was mm. badly. Anyway, and we, have, we so just yeah. have Kendall's uh, question finally. Oh God! And Kendall said, "Inferno reminds me of the Joker in this episode. What about then villains line up with other Predacons?" Uh, yeah, it's pretty apt. Uh, I almost want to say the I want to I almost want to say the Penguin for Tarantulas. Yeah, I can mm-hmm. see that. We compared we compared Tarantulas to Joker last episode too. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I know that we've we've comp- we've done this comparison, particularly in this episode. I felt like I felt like uh like Inferno was was very Jokery. Um, mm. I feel like uh, Scorponok is 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 Harley Quinn esque. I, I um, think that um, uh, Megatron wishes he was like Rachel Ghoul. Yeah, I was gonna say the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> I wished it. Yeah, I was I was what actually thinking of, of Don Falcone for uh for Megatron, but yeah, that that any of the any of the or or he's not really a Batman villain, but like Lex Luthor, like he's he's the he's the manipulate pull the strings uh supreme leader to yeah, I, actually I think Razal Ghoul is better is a better is a more apt uh example. Um Yeah, I can see that working. Um other than that, uh Pterosaur, is there any like like really like notable henchmen? Besides, like Harley Quinn started off kind of as a henchman, but well, like, like I feel like Killer Croc sometimes is a henchman, but I don't think that it lines up with Terrasaur. No. Um. Yeah. I'm not, like maybe one of the maybe like if if Megatron is is Don Falcone, maybe Terrasaur would be uh, Maroni or 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 a lower or a lesser Falcone. Like somebody else in the in the in that family, um, yeah, yeah. The pro- I mean, the problem is like the Batman villains that people know are 
are more. Oh, Black Arachne yeah. would be Catwoman. Yeah, that works. Yeah. Although I, I think, I mean, like, I think in a future because the femme fatale stick. Yeah, more. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's more that, but yeah. Although I think in a future episode, she could maybe be classified as Two Face. See, I was also thinking of Megatron as Two Face, or or uh, yeah, work. Could you guys explain that a bit with the Two Face thing? Just because, like, is she because she works both fields, or I mean, no, is, is, I'm she, thinking, is she just literally being a Two Faced person? I, mean, I, like, was, I, I was, I would say Two Face isn't even really a Two Faced individual. They're very black yeah. and white, honestly. Yeah. Well, the the thing that I'm going from is because I I don't want to spoil it too much for Kendall, but Black Arach. Remember what happens to Black Arachnia in the season two premiere, and what happens with Tarantulas? Yes. So she sort of has dual personality. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. I was just saying. I was saying Two Face as as Megatron because also like sometimes Two Face is written as sort of the mob boss. Any of the because yeah, there's always mob boss characters. But I'm trying to think who's like someone. Would someone be the Mad Hatter? Maybe wasp potato. <laughs> it's because he's mad. Uh, um, Mr. Freeze is Tigertron. <laughs> I was gonna say. I was gonna say that uh, the poison ivy is Tigertron. Um, oh, and he lost his wife this episode. Oh. Oh yeah. So he is. Yeah, you're right. He is Mr. Freeze. I take it back. Yep, that works. Um, actually, I would say Dinobot's more cat. <laughs> Because like sort of being being a a bad guy that is is really probably actually a good guy. Although yeah, I don't know, Catwoman. Crazy. I don't like Catwoman, and I like Dinobot, so that's a bad. But I mean, like <laughs> a Black Arachnia kind of has a little bit of that, like a bad girl that could be a good guy thing going on. Like we even compared Black Arachnia in um in the in the bonus episode. There's literally a a scene between their version of Black Arachnia, which is different, but uh, between her and Optimus, that is literally oh, the bad yeah. Catwoman. Like, yeah. Yeah, on top of a rooftop, there, uh, Optimus Prime slash Batman is holding on to um, Black Arachnia slash uh, Catwoman by like the small of the back kind of thing while they're looking up into each other. She's looking up into his eyes and that whole thing, and they're about to kiss, but then she does something that like is not a kiss and runs off. Like the, the, it's the exact same scene. Like yeah, yeah. So that's another way to compare her to Catwoman. Yeah, that's you know that is really in- I'd never realized that about Batman villains though is I really don't feel like oh you know who um. Well, I mean, ah, see, I was going to say Victor Zaz a lot of times shows up as a as sort of a, a flunky or a henchman, but he's like super loyal. <laughs> like, yeah. I feel like I feel like, oh, oh, you know what? Let's this will be fun. So he's actually Heath Ledger's Joker. Uh, Pterosaur is actually Heath Ledger's Joker. Um, uh, Inferno is Mark Hamill's Joker. Uh, <laughs> Megatron is uh, uh, ja, ja, Jack Nicholson's Joker. And um and uh, Waspinator is Caesar Romero's Joker. Does that work? Mm, sure. <laughs> sort of, kind of. And uh, what's the character that everybody hates? That's the that's uh, Jared Leto's Joker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you who's, go. Or who's the there's... most poorly written character? That's that's Jared Leto's Joker. <laughs> so there's some questions. Um, did anybody have anything that they would like to plug this week? Uh, yeah, as per usual, um, at, at this is emeralds on Twitter with an S, and this is emerald without an S on Instagram, and then uh, you can catch my artwork at dangerchair.tumblr.com. And I'm going to plug a well, you know how I've plugged uh, turn the page. There's kind of like a side thing because like people who who've been on this podcast called they see me rolling has also been on turn the page episodes, but basically they're it's uh like Jody Doyle, Ivan Clark, uh. 
Trevor Martin and Sam Ferguson are doing a like live play of uh, of their D and D campaign, and so like one's playing a tiefling named Jelly Roll, uh, another one's playing a kobold called Skunk, and someone's playing and someone's playing a paladin of Bast, apparently, and it's. <laughs> Well, it's just a lot of fun, and uh, you know they have they have a co- uh, podcast, and it's, like I said, it's called "They See Me Rolling." Nice, Kendall. Do you have anything? Um. Well, I am. I think I'm gonna. I think I'm taking a short break from uh, doing ukulele videos on YouTube. Uh, K Hallman, K H A L M A N, and also uh, I haven't mentioned my album is still on Bandcamp. Uh, KendallHallman.bandcamp.com. Uh, but you can follow me on Twitter at K Hallman. Uh, sometimes I tweet about comic books. Uh, and also, uh, probably sometime around when this episode gets posted, the uh, Sonic movie bonus episode of Teenagers with Attitude will be up with uh, Jordan, Emily, and myself. And uh, so probably those will. Th- so listen to that. Awesome. Cool. Excited for when that comes up so I can finally hear if it was okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited to listen it, to it. I think it was fun. I think it was. And uh, of course, speaking of TWA, um, I shall, as always, I shall plug audioentropy.com. Uh, we're on there along with a bunch of other podcasts like Teenagers with Attitude and Let's Place and Let Me Tell You About Homestuck, um, Going Pear Shaped, Inside the Master Studio. A uh, whole bunch of other ones. Oh, Cosmic Call. They just had a new episode that went up not that long ago. And all along the Watchtower. Uh, so there's a whole bunch of different podcasts on there if anybody is interested in checking them out. And uh, aside from that, if you, of course, have any questions, feel free to send them in to us at facebook.com slash group slash War and Beast podcast. Uh, or if you want to check us out on Twitter, we're at War and Beast and uh, if you want to, if you still use email and you want to send us a question by email, you can send it at war and beast or to war and beast podcast at gmail.com. I almost did what I did last week there, didn't I? Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> almost. You didn't quite do Almost. It. I got myself that time. But yeah. And then, of course, um, I'm on Twitter as well. You can find me at, at Greg C M U N. Uh, yeah. There you go. It's been another week. Another episode down the drain. We got three episodes left of season one. So we're getting down to the wire. But yeah. So mm. all right. How many episodes left of season one? How many left? Three episodes three. left. Shit. Yep. <laughs> That's insane. Yep. Okay, cool. I'm excited. Been- yeah. We'll have to have to yeah, I need to buy the rest of the DVDs, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go, folks. Have a week. We'll We'll have this posted for you Saturday and enjoy the rest of your weekend after you hear us. So for uh, for Warren Beast, I have been Greg. I've been Emily. I've been Jordan. I just thought it was really weird when uh, when Dino brought when Dinobot brought up All Lives Matter. Like <laughs> uh, it didn't seem re- it really didn't seem relevant to that to that discussion. So go home, folks. You think that would have been Roll more Tigertron in that situation? But okay. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, I know it. It wasn't apt, so you know it was a weird. Yeah, you know. all I know okay. is that I'm glad Snowstalker won Best Picture. Yeah. <laughs> God, hey there, beasties! This is uh, Kendall, your uh, esteemed uh, co-host and IMDb reader of of uh, this podcast that you just listened to. I just wanted to uh, let you know. Um, I was uh, going through my old um, Bob Dylan LPs, and uh, I stumbled on. Um, on his uh 
1965 album um, Highway 61 for the first time. And um, and I realized that actually he wrote a song about this episode. Um, so without uh, further ado, um, here is uh, and I, I really hope we don't get sued for using the whole the whole song from the album. I think we're small enough that uh, nobody will notice. This is uh, only a white snow tiger in their game. The theme from Snowstalker. Thought you'd get a kick out of it. Ah! 